Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. When you hear phone numbers, please do not call. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, your friendly neighborhood apologist. If you've got questions you want to ask about the Word of God, hear my ding? That's the ding. You can start calling in right now. When that bell rings... It's time to get a caller. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And the clock is ticking. By that, I mean time is going by. And I'm waiting for you to call on this and open air Monday. Your turn, your time to call with any Bible questions you have about the Word of God. I will do my best to give you an answer today. If I can't, I'll do it tomorrow. But give a call at area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Does it get any better than this? Any discussion you want to have about theology, about apologetics, about cults, about anything, give me a call. Uh, And if you missed Daryl Wood, you missed him. Great show as always. He's the guy to ask all your political questions to, my friends. Uh, and uh, and any other question for that matter, but definitely in the area of politics, uh, I will talk about social issues, but I turn all those other things over to the brilliant uh, Run to Win and Daryl Wood. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emory Moss. Let's take a trip to Indiana and talk to Frank, see what's on his mind. Hello, Frank. Hello, Frank. I uh, mean, <laughs> that's all right. I'll be Frank. I'll be Frank. I love. I love Frank. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I got a lot to talk about because I'm 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 uh, stuttering here. But uh, <laughs> good good to hear from you, Pastor. And uh, uh, I don't know if this is the proper time to call, but I, I yes. got something. I, I I respect you as a man of God and a man of wisdom, and I need your advice on something. Okay, if that's okay. Sure. Um. I'm in a, um, a very perplexing situation. Uh, I'm uh, um, associate pastor at a church, and um, I'm torn between being faithful to God and being faithful to my family. I um, I feel more married to the church than I do to my wife and my family. And I'm seeing my family, wife and son and daughter, in need of my attention, and I, I can't give it to them. 
uh, I can't give them what they need right now, and, and this is really bothering me. And the church gets most of my time, even though I'm not senior pastor, uh, seven days a week. Uh, and just, you know, just want to just reach out to you for some uh, advice. Uh, what do I do? I, I've been praying about this since last August, and, and I still I still don't know what to do. Well, what happens is uh, you pretty much uh, admitted some things uh, to yourself uh, that seemingly you're admitting that you're doing too much. And so when that happens, when you're doing too much, it's not that you have to quit altogether, but you've got to have a balance. You've got to cut down. So you have to look at what you're doing uh, during the week and see if there's any uh, uh, thing that you might have to turn over to someone else. Uh, to cause you to be able to, because you know, uh, definitely, uh, there's a ministry at home that has to be taken care of, and so uh, yeah. uh, you can't. In other words, you you want to please God in both areas. That's in the area of doing your ministry in the church, and also uh, in terms of uh, your wife and your family. Okay, right? Because what happens yeah. is, what happens is, uh, there's a number of, of 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 scriptures, and one that comes to mind. Which of course uh, uh, lets you know your responsibility. And you know these verses, I'm sure. But over in Second Timothy chapter uh, uh, three, it's real clear, right? Which says, mm-hmm. uh, in verse fourteen, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of knowing them and hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So it shows you there that not only must you teach your children the scriptures, but you must model that before them. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, therefore, that that takes time, and so, therefore, your family is a part of your your biblical ministry. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, uh, definitely, uh, you've got to decide. And I, and I think the discussion should be between you and your wife. Uh, uh, what is it that you need to uh, uh, to give up? And I'm sure your pastor, uh, because you are a uh, you say you are a pastor yourself. You're just not a senior pastor. Yeah, right. Campus pastor. Campus pastor. Okay, that that mm-hmm. that, that, that that sounds busy enough to me. If you're talking about campus pastor, yeah. Because uh, yeah. I, I was like you when I was uh, for 11 years. I worked with a great pastor, uh, Pastor George Bogle, mm-hmm. and we were very busy. I mean, okay. I was just one of his okay. associates. I wasn't even. I, I, he didn't have an official assistant pastor. But all of us were assisting okay. him, and I mean, I was working every day, so I, I know okay. what I know what you're dealing with. Um, were you on salary? Yes, yes, you? I was on salary. Okay. It wasn't my only job. Well, what happens is they okay. called it part time, but it didn't feel part time mm-hmm. to me, Frank. Okay, like, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah, even though I'm, I'm on salary. It, it, it doesn't feel like part time. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, and then uh, the other thing, being a pastor, of course, uh, uh, what happens uh, to you is that the the other part is that you have to make sure that you take care of not only uh, the church but that you take care of the uh, of the home, right? Where it says in first in First mm-hmm. Timothy chapter three. Uh, verse 1, this is a true saying, if a man desire the office of a bishop, and that's talking about pastor, mm-hmm. basically, he desires a good work, a bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife. Mm-hmm. Now, notice it begins to talk about the family before anything else, right? The husband mm-hmm. of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to ha- hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, no striker, no uh, greedy or filthy liqueur, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous. Then, verse 4, one that rules well his own house. Mm-hmm. having his children in subjection with all gravity, then for if a man know not how to rule his own house, 
How shall he take care of the church of God? Now, I'm not saying this to condemn you. I'm saying this. This is what all of us, believe me, this man talking to you right now, I've had to struggle with this. Not only when I was an associate pastor, but also now that I'm a senior pastor. And it's something we have to to deal with. And the way I handled mine was the same way I'm telling you. I sat down with my wife, and we just looked at it and... uh, uh, you know, uh, give and take and uh, move to a situation where I had to give time at home and still uh, delegate some things at church, uh, but still I could continue my ministry. Okay. Okay, so, um, yeah, you know, my wife and I have discussed it, and um, but I haven't made any moves, and I can tell that she's, you know, kind of like frustrated. Um, and so... Um, yeah. So yeah. I the worst thing, because you, to... you know, like I do, you need your wife's support, you know, and yes, I, I, I need her support in my ministry. And so uh, definitely mm-hmm. there's uh, got to be, and, and God will work with you. There's got to be some compromise. Mm-hmm. You And the problem is, you know, like I do. Now, there's things that you do, uh, that you're doing in that church that you love, that you might have yes. to tweak a little bit, yeah. you know, because <laughs> yeah. me, I, right. I, at my church, I, I, I'm a regular teaching machine. But my wife said, wait a minute, you know, you're going in the daytime, you're not coming here tonight, Mm -hmm. something's got to give. And she's right. She was right. Mm -hmm. You know, I haven't really uh, talked to anybody about this except my wife and uh, just one one other person that I shared it with. And it's kind of a different reaction. uh, And I don't think they were trying to make me feel guilty, but uh, they let me know that my my, uh, status in the church is that some people are depending on me and it kind of made me feel guilty on that end too because you know even though you're not senior pastor but there are people that look to you and can talk to you about things maybe that they can't talk to uh you know the senior pastor about well well, that's one thing that's that's not good i'll tell you why People who do that, you want to encourage them to talk to the senior pastor. Your job is not only to help the congregation, but your job is to support leadership. And the one thing you don't want is people uh, causing you to put you in a position which you don't want to be in. Okay. Uh, right. So uh, right. that's that. It's always flattering when people would say something like that because I've had that happen mm-hmm. to me. But I let them know I'm not the senior pastor. I only will right. do what he wants me to do. And so, uh, right. and, and and then you know because that 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 is your position there. But it's good. It's good to hear it. You know, uh, but mm-hmm. don't don't let that go to your head. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's 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 where I was wary. I said, well, you know, and, and this person was was a. It, it was a lay person, some somebody that mm-hmm. I could trust, and somebody mm-hmm. that you know. But uh, I, I guess sometimes you you know you don't always get the best information from where you think you might get the best information. Right, so. and understand there is a burden that falls on the senior pastor that doesn't fall on you, and so definitely right. uh, you know right. just as you, know, you he has delegated some things to you, uh, but if those things are interfering with your your, your family life, you might have to uh, get him to delegate someone else to help you. You don't have to give up what you're doing. You just got to balance it. Okay, so um, I was thinking more like uh, I haven't really discussed stepping down with him. So I'm just, yeah, I, I got to, you know, just, you know, get a, a, a session, a counseling session with him and just see. Right. Try to work uh, something out. How he uh, could help me yeah, out. I yeah. wouldn't step down either. I would first talk to him and see what. Uh, talk to your wife and talk to him and pray uh, and, and see what doors yeah. God will open for you. Let me pray for you right now. Father, in the name thank of you. Jesus, I, I thank you for putting me in the position to be able to talk to my brother. 
uh, a colleague, Father, bless him, show him what he, you would have him to do. And let him realize he's not the first to face this. Uh, so be with him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Moss. I really appreciate it. And uh, uh, I'll keep you posted. Is there any way I can uh, contact you? Um, yeah, you sure can. Here? Yeah, you can call uh, at our church, uh, area code 313-933-9270. That's area code 313-933-9270. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Have a, a, a great telecast. You too. Thank you very much. All right. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Going to go to Carlton and talk to Ronnie. Hello, Ronnie. Well, hi, Pastor Moss. Well, is this my Ronnie? Yes, this is your Ronnie. And are you my pastor? <laughs> I am your pastor, and uh, you sound to me like you're a 23-year-old when you're talking on the on the <laughs> phone. Well, uh, I have days when I, you know, depending on what I do, I can feel that young. But if you put me to the test, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have fleeting moments, but but they're even going behind me. Thank you for calling because you've been a chicken for a long time. So I'm glad you're calling on the program. (laughs) Well, there's a few of us were having a, a, a question came up. Is there anything in the Bible that says our loved ones can't? see us here on earth? Well, there's nothing that says they can't, but there's nothing that says they can either. Okay. So that's what we need to recognize. Now, however, however, even though they can't see what's happening, you know, like you have all these movies where people go to heaven and they're looking out of the cloud and seeing what's going on. Well, the Bible doesn't talk anything like that. And probably the reason being is that the only one who can see everything that's happening on the planet is God. You know, if we could, okay. that would make us omnipresent uh, uh, like he is, of Ooh. course, which we're not. Oh. So, but, right. but here's the thing that people overlook, and it's always interesting to me when they overlook it. And that is, just because we can't see what's going on, that doesn't mean that we can't ask the Father what's going on. When we go to heaven, we could go to Jesus and, you know, and, 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 and go to God and just ask him, Lord, what's happening on the earth? He might tell you. Oh. What's stopping that? You know, he's the one who oh. sees all. Now, we have a glimpse of that. Now, of course, because, you know, we've we got to have some Bible for it, Ronnie. Once I'm not oh, in the Bible, yeah. I become a cultic or a false teacher. You know that. You know that. Yeah, I, I have my pen and paper ready. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so here's very interesting uh, a scripture on this regard. Where, and, uh, and you know this passage because you're studying uh, uh, this stuff with me in our prophecy classes. In Revelation chapter uh, uh, 6, verse 9, fascinating two verses, where it says, and this is in Revelation six and nine. And when he had I'm opened, right uh huh, says, and when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Now, in other words, people were dying during the, the tribulation period, right? And so that's what this right. is talking about here. Then. Uh, It says at verse 10, and they cried with a loud voice saying, how long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? So these that had died during the tribulation, when their souls went before God, they asked the question. They still knew what was happening on the earth and they asked the Lord about it. And he didn't say to them, be quiet, 
shut up. He didn't say any of that. All it does yeah. say, though, in verse 11, and white robes was given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them. Now, actually, they were told something by God, right? Because they asked it. Right. Verse 11, and white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. So he told them, well, they'll be here. The time is not fulfilled as yet, which no doubt meant the end of the tribulation period. But we can see that in heaven we can talk to him about things that are happening on earth. So that is something that uh, the scriptures open up to us. But the idea of us being able to see everything like God can, no. People have that notion, but the Bible doesn't teach it. Wow. Well, thank you very much. And, and you know I love you, and I plan on seeing you tomorrow. God All right. Willing. I look forward to seeing you and the crew. <laughs> All right. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. We'll be right back. The following is a public notice for people suffering with fibromyalgia symptoms. Researchers from the University of Illinois College of Medicine have developed the first definitive blood test for the biomarkers of fibromyalgia. Those who test positive may qualify for an FDA-approved clinical trial of a breakthrough symptom-eliminating treatment. Previously, a fibromyalgia diagnosis could not be confirmed. Now, participants can have definitive confirmation of this debilitating disease. The test is covered by nearly all insurance plans, and FM Test can even arrange to have your blood test done by a licensed medical professional in the comfort and security of your own home. If you suffer from chronic fatigue, mental fogginess, or chronic pain, it may be fibromyalgia. This opportunity to get the first and only definitive test. If you test positive, you could be among the first to receive a breakthrough treatment formulated to eliminate all fibromyalgia symptoms. Space is limited, so go now to yourfmtest.com. That's yourfmtest.com. Yourfmtest.com. Joe Biden. Faith is what has gotten me through difficult times in my life. I lost my wife and daughter. When my son has stage four glioblastoma, it's a matter of months. Personally for me, faith, it's all about hope and purpose and strength. And for me, my religion is just an enormous sense of solace. I go to Mass and I say the rosary. I find it to be incredibly comforting. Kierkegaard said, faith sees best in the dark. Think of all the people you know who are going through horrible things and they get up every morning and they put one foot in front of the other. I marvel at people to absorb hurt and just get back up. And I'm absolutely, thoroughly convinced and optimistic about the prospects of this country. There is nothing, there is nothing you can't do. I'm Joe Biden, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Biden for president. Hi, this is Greg Bryant, General Sales Manager for Salem Media Group Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or The Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in outside sales, we'd love to talk to you. Call me directly to inquire how Salem Media might provide an opportunity that's right. Call Greg Bryant at 248-581-1221. That's 248-581-1221 to learn more about our available positions. If you love us, come join us and make a career move that's right for you. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Emery Moss, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com. 
tap the News Talk and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Uh, we've got three phone lines open. You can call anytime with any question you have about the Word of God. And remember tonight, the Monday Night Bible Study, where we're wrapping up a discussion of the demonic, uh, dealing with how to deal with demons, and then uh, continuing into uh, uh, 1 Corinthians, wrapping up this great chapter uh, as it deals with um, the Lord's Supper. Also, it deals with um, how to not be uh, an offensive Christian. In other words, what can you do? What can you not do? Uh, you need to come and hear it. All right. Bring your Bibles. You'll need it. It's strictly biblical. Bible teaching ministries. Uh, 10709 Grand River. 10709 Grand River. Bring your Bible. Might want to take some notes as we continue through the Word of God. Number to call here to be on the air. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss, just as Gary is doing right now. How you doing, Gary? Uh, yes, I hope you enjoyed Holy Week. Um, n- number one, I believe Jesus resurrected on Saturday, but we'll talk about that later. But and anyways, uh, last week there were about three different ministries were quoting when Jesus was on the cross in John. Mm-hmm. It is finished. Uh-huh. And I believe they misunderstand what Jesus really meant. He, he, he did his part. He died for all men's sins. He fulfilled the prophecies of the Old Testament, and he did what the prophets said he would do. Uh, you agree with that, right? Oh, yeah, that's for sure. And then Jesus said that in his teaching, when he was teaching the disciples, we have to stay in the vine. We have to continue in the vine, and we have to be fruitful. So, number one, to live for the Lord is not just what he did and remembering what he did and believing what he did, but obeying what he he said to do. Is that right? Well, what happens is, yeah, in other words, you're a new creature in Christ. So definitely you have to follow and obey what the Lord said to do. And if you sin, the Bible says, then you, if you uh, confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Because you know, like I do, Gary, that we're not perfect, are we? No, not at all. There you go. So, yeah, that, that, that part I have you about. But when he said it was finished, I believe what he, he meant. It was finished. Well, there's ministries that believe... All what does it mean when he said... No, I'm not saying that, though. What did Jesus mean when he said, it yeah, is finished? That's what I'm saying. What did he mean? He, he did his part. He finished everything he was There you go. To do, and he, he did his part. Yeah, so I'm with you. There you go. He did his part. Now, if that's taken, that since he did his part, we can continue to sin. Well, Gary, if you continue to sin and, and do all that, then that might be evidential of the fact that you're not saved. But definitely, I know that we wouldn't come up with a doctrine that would say that, uh, you know, we can work our way into heaven, because if that's the case, Jesus wouldn't have had to have died. In fact, the most interesting thing we find is we have a thief on the cross. Here's a thief on the cross, okay? And when he went up there, he was a thief. But looks like, Gary, he repented while he was hanging on the cross. Says in Luke chapter 23, verse 41, and we indeed justly, he was quieting down this other guy. The other guy was, you know, not as uh, a rep- or repentant as he was. And, he, and so he told him, and we indeed justly, for we received the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. Verse 42, and he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Gary, this guy 
he couldn't do anything. He couldn't, you know, walk for Jesus. The only thing he did right was it must have been, had to have been, a sincere uh, uh, repentance. Okay, but he was on the cross. I'm not recommending that anybody plan for a deathbed confession, but he's, but definitely, he, what he, his repentance must have been real, because verse 42, and he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Wow. So thank God that he's a loving God. All right. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, Alberta and Alabama. How you doing? I'm good, Pastor. How are you? Real good. Thanks for calling. Yes, I have a question. I have a friend who's getting married, and she's marrying a Mormon. Isn't that being unequally yoked? She's a Christian. Yep, it is absolutely being unequally yoked. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. The arrow goes right on the target. You got that right. And, of course, the scripture that, that's, uh, uh, that tells us that, because we must have the Bible to back up what we say, or people think that we're being cruel, Alberta, you know, that we're making yes. it up, and it's our opinion. It's not. It's not my opinion. Uh, it's the it's what the Bible actually teaches, and there's no way to get around it. Uh, says over in Second Corinthians chapter six, this is the Bible I'm reading from, not the Pastor Moss text. This is the uh, the Pauline writings from Paul, a writer, an apostle inspired by God. And what he clearly said was this in Second Corinthians chapter six, verse fourteen. Nowhere around it, be you not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believes with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Do not be unequally yoked believer with unbelievers. In our, uh, in our faith, the Christian faith, Okay? Mormons are considered to be unbelievers because they are in a cult. They do not believe that Jesus Christ is who the Bible says he is. According it's to true. The, they believe that Jesus is the brother of Satan? Absolutely. Well, actually, they would try to correct you by saying that he is the spirit brother of Lucifer. Uh, he became this. He became Satan. Lucifer actually isn't a bad name. That was the name, his angelic name. He really lost that name. People who call him yeah. Lucifer now really need to understand that you know he's not the morning star, the brightness of the morning. He is Satan. Right. He is the deceiver. But what they say is that Jesus is the spirit brother of Lucifer. By that, they're saying that uh, that Elohim God had both of these sons that uh, uh, were born to him in heaven. Okay. Uh, and right. ba- and basically that they were both of them were gods. Okay? Both of them were gods. Satan was was uh, was had godhood, and so did Jesus. And the belief is that uh, God the Father uh, needed a plan because he knew what the future was going to be. Uh, he needed a plan concerning salvation, and uh, Lucifer came up with a plan. Jesus came up with a plan. Uh, Elohim God did not like uh, Lucifer's plan. Uh, and so he accepted Jesus' plan, and that enraged uh, Satan, so he left heaven, and you know, uh, uh, that's, and so that's how all the sin and all that kind of stuff started. Not only that, but you know that uh, the, the last thing that you could ever say and still try to maintain yourself as a Christian is that we are gods, right? We're not gods, are we? We're no, no kind we're of God, absolutely. But in Mormon theology, they believe in a doctrine called uh, eternal progression. 
And that is that Mormon men, when they marry women in their temple, to let, in their temple, that they obtain godhood. Okay, so they they believe that Mormon men will become gods in their afterlife. They started out that way, and they're going to return to that again. And that is absolute blasphemy. In fact, they have a statement that they use. They say, "As God is, man mu- as God is, man once was; as man is, uh, uh, as as God is, man can become." So they believe that men can become gods. It doesn't get any worse than that. I have a book by Walter Martin that he talks about all the different cults. There you go. I I read that. And one one more question on that. As a pastor, you shouldn't marry them, right? Absolutely not. I would never perform a marriage for anyone marrying someone who would not be a Christian. I wouldn't. I would not marry a Jehovah Witness and a born-again Christian. I would not marry a Mormon and a born-again Christian. I wouldn't. They're all unequally yoked. Yeah, in my estimation. Yeah, I, actually, and, 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 and it just causes trouble. It causes trouble and because how are you going to raise the kids? Uh, and the Bible, but the biggest block, block to it is this. The Bible forbids it, and people don't realize it. In Second Corinthians 6.14, clearly it forbids it. Thank you, Pastor. I love you. I love you. Thank you for calling. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. And if any of you think I'm wrong, you can call me. Hear that bell? The bell is ringing for you. All right. Give us a call. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Listen, the phone lines are completely open. So if you want to call in, you will call in. If you've been sitting there twiddling your thumbs saying, well, I won't be able to get in. Yes, you can. All you got to do is call right now. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emory Moss. Just call if you have any question about the Word of God, any comment that you want to make uh, dealing with biblical theology, with apologetics, uh, with church history, anything you got, we'll try to talk about it, and I will do my level best to be a biblical consultant and give you an answer. But you've got to call that number, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. So if you've got a question, you can call. It's as easy as that, and I'll be glad to get you on the air. Uh, And in the meantime, while I'm waiting for your call, I'm going to tell you about things that are happening at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. Uh, Our Monday night Bible study tonight, uh, definitely you want to be there, bring your Bible, as we are looking at 1 Corinthians. And uh, we're dealing, uh, actually ending with a discussion of Satan and demons, and we're about to continue uh, into that chapter, uh, dealing with some very important issues that Paul lays on the table. So bring your Bible, Monday night Bible study. That will start at uh, 7 o'clock immediately after this radio broadcast. And uh, I leave from the radio station here at 7. I get there at about maybe 7, 20, 7, 30. We have a praise team that's out of sight. Uh, or we may have even uh, something even just as good. Raymond Harris, who is uh, uh, who sings for us and does Christian rap. He's a great guy. Uh, but that's going to be at seven o'clock. One o seven o nine Grand River at Oakman. One o seven o nine Grand River at Oakman. Strictly biblical Bible teaching ministries. All right, number to call here: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Hear that bell ringing? Waiting for you to call. No callers yet. I know you guys have a question on your mind. Why don't you give me a call while all the phone lines are wide open? That's right. All you've got to do is call. 
area code 866-423-9578. And while I'm waiting for you to call, a lot of things I could talk about. For instance, our marriage, uh, Making Marriage Work series. That's right, Making Marriage Work. We're going to be meeting on some designated uh, months on Saturdays. We just had a meeting on April 13th. Uh, and it's uh, and these meetings are on Saturday from 9 a.m. to 12. Uh, we have a breakfast, and then we get down talking about marital issues. Yes, we do. Uh, and so the next one will be on June 8th. Okay, that's June 8th. Uh, couples breakfast, marriage works. You're going to love that one. You're going to love it. We're going to have a contest uh, between the couples. It's going to be just great. Uh, there's no uh, uh, tickets that are sold. We ask you to come. Just give a donation to support what we're doing, and you can be a part of our Making Marriage Work series. The next one is in June, June 8th. That's June 8th uh, uh, from 9 to 12, couples breakfast, marriage works, strictly biblical, Bible teaching ministries, 107, uh, 10709 Grand River in Oakland. All right. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Let's go to Valerie in Pontiac, Michigan. Hello, Valerie. Hi. Yes. Yes, uh, I would like to make a comment. Sure. What you were saying about uh, saved and unsaved and, uh, you know, like they shouldn't uh, be together in a marriage. Right. Uh, But don't the Bible say something about, uh, it says something about uh, one of the the saved, the one that's saved can... uh, can save the unsaved, like, what, like uh, a couple that's married, mm-hmm. one saved and one unsaved. Well, what you're talking about, and it's a very uh, interesting passage of Scripture as well, over in First Corinthians chapter 7, okay? And so uh, th- that's where you're going. And so let's go there and see okay. what it actually says. Now, it does not okay. say... It does not say that they can save them. In other words, there is no promise in the word of God that if a believer marries an unbeliever, that that unbeliever will get saved. None. Believe me, none. None is like that. But I have to prove it, right? To say something means nothing unless you illustrate it. So where right. you went was to First Corinthians chapter 7, right? And it's in chapter 7, verse 13, where it says, And the woman which hath a husband that believes not, okay, so we're in that realm, So here's a woman. Mm -hmm. Now, what happened was, remember, that when Paul wrote this letter, he was writing to people who, uh, these were Gentiles, people who weren't saved, right? He preached the gospel. One of them got saved, and the other didn't, okay? So they were wondering what to do. So that's what he's dealing with. These weren't Christians who married unbelievers in the first place. These were two people who were believers. One got saved, and the other didn't. So that's what he's addressing. And so he says yeah. in 1 Corinthians seven thirteen, And the woman which hath an husband that believes not, and if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him. Okay? So in other words, if uh, you are married to an unbeliever, right, then right. what do I do? She said, well, Paul says, well, stay with the person. Do not be- uh, mm-hmm. Don't leave. Okay? It says, uh, that believes not, if he be pleased to dwell with thee, let her not leave him. Then it says, here's what you're looking at. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife. And the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Elsewhere, your children are unclean, and now are they holy? That's what you're looking at, isn't it? Right. Okay. Now, what that means is, when it says sanctified, it doesn't mean that they're saved. In other words, what God is saying here, sanctification, or the term sanctified, means to be set apart. God is letting that uh, believer know that uh, that they're, even though they're in a marriage with an ungodly person, with an unbeliever, that still that uh, person is going to be blessed, okay? Because, in other words, the uh, uh, just like when Joseph was in Egypt, right? 
he mm-hmm. blessed Potiphar. You know, he was a slave. He blessed him. Uh, right. uh, so, in other words, God did not stop blessing Joseph because he was in evil surroundings. That's the same thing that happens to this woman who is a believer. In other words, her marriage is still God's going to bless it as best he can with an unbelieving husband and the children. So mm-hmm. they're not unclean, but they're not saved. Notice it says at verse 15, to let you know that it's no guarantee that the unbeliever will be saved at verse 15. But if the unbelieving depart, let him depart. A brother or sister is not under bondage in such cases, for God hath called us to peace. Now listen to this very carefully, because this answers your question directly. For it says in verse 16, this is 1 Corinthians seven sixteen. For what knowest thou, O wife, whether thou shalt save thy husband? Or how knowest thou, O man, whether thou canst save thy wife? So you can see here, that says that there's no promise that you're going to save him, right? Okay. Do you see that? Now that... Okay, now, does that involve the children? Oh, yeah, the children, too. The children uh, could, could get saved, but all I'm telling you is what it says in 1 Corinthians 7 and 16 is this. For what know, what knoweth thou, O wife, whether thou shalt save thy husband? Question mark in the text. Or how knowest thou, O man, whether thou shalt save thy wife? There is no guarantee that when an unbeliever is yoked with a, uh, with a believer that because they're with a believer, they're going to get saved. It says right in 1 Corinthians 7 and 16, that's not so. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, what is that, 1 Corinthians 12? Uh-huh. Chapter 7. You can read uh, from okay. chapter 13 on. The whole chapter is a good chapter. But uh, I'm glad you called because a lot of people think that. Uh, they have difficulty okay. interpreting uh, what it meant by sanctification. That means just the marriage is, God's not going to uh, call the believer to suffer in the relationship any more than it's necessary because of an unbeliever. But there's no guarantee based on 1 Corinthians 7 and 16 that that unbeliever is going to be saved. Well, God blesses the marriage. Yep, he's blessed because a believer is in there. Just like God was blessing Egypt to a degree because Joseph was there. (laughs) Okay. All right? Okay, well, thank you. Thank you. Great question. Great question. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578. We'll be right back. If you're thinking about replacing your windows, I want you to think about plastic. That's right, plastic. Most windows are made out of vinyl, which is just a fancy word for plastic. You know, the same thing they make those flimsy, cheap outdoor chairs from. Plastic. The same thing you put your sandwich in or they make water bottles from. Plastic. Even expensive composite windows are really just plastic made with wood. Plastic window frames will expand and contract and expand and contract and eventually warp in Michigan's nasty weather blender. Here's a better idea. Call Performance Remodeling for heavy-duty fiberglass windows that won't warp, won't bend, and won't lose their shape. They look fantastic and come with real lifetime guarantees. We can do that because they're made from fiberglass, not plastic. Call Performance Remodeling today at 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com and replace all the windows in your house for as little as $2 a day. $2 a day. That's 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. Mike guarantees they will be the most comfortable sheets you've ever owned. 
The first night you sleep on a Giza Dream Sheet, you may never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-919-5912. That's 800-919-5912. Or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. In the 2016 race for president, Donald Trump was not the first choice for many Christian voters. His personal history made it unimaginable that he would defend Christian values as president, or so we thought. In his new book, Forgotten Country, The Christian Case for Trump, Dr. Ralph Reed shows that President Trump has kept his promises and been the most effective presidential defender of religious liberty and the pro-life cause since Reagan. It's required reading in 2020. Forgotten Country, the new book by Ralph Reed, available wherever books are sold. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Now that's more like it. We've got Braun, we've got Harrison, we've got Jenny, people to talk to. Let's go to Detroit, talk to Harrison. How you doing? Hello, Hello? sir. Yes, you're on the air. Thanks for calling. Yes, yes. Uh, it's been about a year and a half. I called you. I'm actually from Los Angeles. I'm at Detroit, Michigan now. Oh, great. And I I had to think through uh, about a year and a half of an experience you had. But first off, I'd like to ask a question. Okay. And then after, immediately after, I'd like to make a statement based on your own experience. Okay. First of all, where is, is pre-trib, mid-trib, and post-trib mentioned anywhere in Scripture? Nowhere. Those are theological terms to describe what verses say in Scripture. Okay. In other words, in now, other words, uh, to, to, to answer your question, uh, uh, there are as much that is taught where the Word isn't found, but the concept is. For instance, I believe in the doctrine of the Trinity. There's one God who exists as three eternal persons, same in essence, nature, substance, different in person and in office. The word's not found, but the concept is there. So as long as the concept is there, and we're not violating Scripture because we can't find those exact words. Okay, I full well agree, uh, Pastor, and mm-hmm. I really respect your... Uh, well, that's only reasonable. Now, what, might, what happens is you may disagree with one of the views, but all I'm saying is we can't say that something is wrong biblically if the term isn't found in the Bible, because the term, if it captures what the Bible says, it's okay. And I'm not implying that, Pastor. What my implication is, or what I want to say is this, the question I want to pose is this, or the statement I want to make is this. Mm-hmm. You are on a trip. Uh, and you were 100, perhaps 50 miles from a mountain, two mountains that appeared to be conjoined. Is, right. is that correct? Well, if you talk, now, I think you're giving an example of a, of a, a prophecy, which I understand. I, I understand okay, now, that. It's a, good, what, it's a good analogy. Right. 
Okay, once you reached the uh, area, you saw that they were actually separate. Is that true? You said they actually what? I didn't understand. They were separate. They right, were separate. not conjoined. In other words, right. yeah, that's what we see in Isaiah 65. When Isaiah 65, we've got uh, Isaiah, where he talks about a new heavens and a new earth, and at the same time, he talks about heaven. He puts the two together, but we realize, you and I know from prophecy, that uh, the new heavens and the new earth uh, is separated for about a thousand years. First, there's a thousand year reign of Christ on earth. Then we get the new heavens and the new earth. But you're right. In Isaiah chapter 65, Isaiah puts them close together, makes them look like they're almost synonymous, and they're not. Right. And that was my, that was my belief. My point is when you reach your, your, the point at which you saw that they were distinct, they are distinct events. Yes. The rapture, the rapture, and tribulation. They're separate. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, well, that's right. And that's a view that I accept. I do believe that. I'm a preacher. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to get clear on. Okay. Oh, yeah. no, no, oh, yeah. we're, we're, <laughs> that's me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I have no trouble okay. with people who have, in other words, uh, I have friendly debates with other folks who believe mid-trib or post-trib. Nobody's going to hell right. because they're a post-tribber mm-hmm. or a mid-tribber or a pre-tribber. The only thing that right. will condemn you as a Christian if you say that Jesus is not coming back to this earth visibly and physically. Okay, so that's what we need to understand. And so it's long, and I can kind of tell whether a person, you know, is a, a person to talk to because anyone who's arguing over those views as if the other person is a heretic, they're wrong. Yeah, because there right. are Christians who believe and are going to heaven, their names already written in heaven, who are pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib. The problem we should have, if we launch any attacks, it's got to be against those who say, like the Jehovah Witnesses, he came back invisibly in 1914. That's where we need to use the big guns. But in terms right. of us, it should be a nice uh, discussion. Okay, it's been a nice discussion. It's been a pleasure to, uh, talking with you. All right. And uh, I've gained a lot. Thanks a lot, Pastor. Thank you. Appreciate Bye-bye. that. Appreciate that call. All right, let's go and talk now to uh, Bron. Hello, Bron. Bron, are you with us? Bron, go at once. Brian, going try. All right, Brian, try to get back with us if you can. We still got some time left, Brian. I don't know what happened. It's not my fault. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Just call us back, Brian. You should be able to get through. Let's talk to Jenny in Brownstown. Hello, Jenny. Oh, I'm having trouble with Jenny. Jenny as well. Oh, all my callers. <laughs> well, I guess as they say, we might be having some technical difficulties. But don't let that stop you from calling. That number to call is still area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. If President Trump makes a comeback and pulls off yet another upset victory on November the 3rd, it will be because he relied on the disgust of the American people with elites. Trump will again run on a platform of America first on rebuilding the economy he built once before until it was shuttered by the novel coronavirus. He'll point to his clear-eyed view of today's aggressive and assertive Chinese Communist Party and to the strengthening of our military buildup, a growing Navy, the Space Force, and the revitalized nuclear deterrent. 
Trump will also run on his massive deregulation and the appointment of justices and judges who are faithful to the Constitution. And often hysterical media endlessly chants the same anti-Trump refrains. But voters have to ask themselves, which man do they want squaring off against Xi Jinping, rebuilding the economy, appointing judges, and funding the military? Trump can embrace this disdain of elites that is widespread, and yes, he can win again. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu Joe Biden. Faith is what has gotten me through difficult times in my life. I lost my wife and daughter when my son had stage four glioblastoma as a matter of months. Personally for me, faith, it's all about hope and purpose and strength. And for me, my religion is just an enormous sense of solace. I go to mass and I say the rosary. I find it to be incredibly comforting. Kierkegaard said, faith sees best in the dark. Think of all the people you know who are going through horrible things and they get up every morning and they put one foot in front of the other. I marvel at people to absorb hurt and just get back up. And I'm absolutely thoroughly convinced and optimistic about the prospects of this country. There is nothing, there is nothing we can't do. I'm Joe Biden, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Biden for president. Here's an editorial from Chris McCourtney, general manager of this station. Hi, I'm Chris McCourtney, general manager at Faith Talk Detroit. The national election is coming fast, and I hope you're planning to vote. The presidential race is huge, but we dare not overlook the Senate. John James is my choice to represent Michigan as our U.S. Senator. John James is pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, and pro-business. And John James stands against the radical anti-freedom agenda of the Democratic Party. Vote for John James. He's good for Michigan. Hello, friends. This is Tom Kitterman, host of Mornings with Meaning, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Listen, choose News Talk, and scroll down to Faith Talk Detroit. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. Be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, going to go and talk to Braun. How you doing, Braun? I'm doing well, Pastor. How you doing today? Good, good. Good to hear. have you on the phone. Okay, uh, my question comes from Second uh, Thessalonians. Uh-huh. Uh, from It's from 1 to 4, So, but I got two-part questions, but... Read that. Okay, so uh, you said Second Thessalonians chapter uh-huh. two, two. Okay, verse one to four. Yeah, wonderful. Where it says, yeah. "Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto Him, that you be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come." except there come a falling away first, that the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Okay, my first part question comes from the verse 2. What is neither by spirit? What, is, what does that mean? Well, what happens what is, is when it says that you be uh, not shaken uh, in mind, or troubled neither by spirit nor by word, uh, a spirit there, we know it's not talking about God. 
it could have uh, a reference to maybe not having your human spirit unsettled, but it also could mean demonic spirits. Uh, we know, of course, that we're supposed to try the spirits or test the spirits, First John 4, uh, and that means test the, uh, the, uh, the uh, spirits that demons try to teach through false teachers. Okay? So that's just that uh, continuing uh, 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 teaching on discernment, you know, where, where Paul, just like he does in First Thessalonians 5.21, prove all things, hold fast to that which is true. I think the other part is very important of this verse, where it says, in uh, and, and, uh, 1 Thessalonians 2 and 2, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Because there were folks who were pretending to be apostles and pretending mm-hmm. to write inspired literature. In fact, we have whole, a whole group of uh, documents found in Nag Hammadi, Egypt in 1948 called the Gnostic Gospels, written in the second century, the so-called Gospel of Thomas, so-called Gospel of uh, uh, Peter, and these things which kind contradict the Bible and uh, say all kinds of things. So we are warned. This is something very fascinating about the Bible, that it warns us against false documents, okay? Uh, uh, that, In other words, literature masquerading as literature from God, and it's not so. Right. Okay, now my second part question comes from uh, verse 4. Okay. And my and my question is, who rebuilds this temple? I know this is the Antichrist temple, right? Uh-huh. And who builds this temple? Well, well, we believe, you know, it's going to be a temple that will be uh, uh, right. during the tribulation period is where we see it, right? And no doubt, right. uh, if you ask a complicated question, it is one we talk about in our prophecy classes, uh, that right. it will be built in Jerusalem, uh, no doubt on the same mountain range, uh, uh, Mount Moriah, where the Dome of the Rock is. Uh, now, the Dome of the Rock could be removed, or maybe this could be um, uh, built maybe along downside of it. I don't know, but it's going to be during the tribulation period. And no doubt the Antichrist will be the one who makes peace with uh, uh, Israel and uh, the, the, uh, the, the Arabs so that this is able to be done. Yeah, because if we look at uh, right. uh, Revelation chapter 11, that's the picture that we get. And, and then we know from First Thessalonians 5 that first the Antichrist comes uh, across peacefully, right? Bringing peace, but then a sword. So, uh, so yes, w- once the temple is established and the sacrifices resume, uh, he's going to go in there and proclaim himself to be God. So when Christ comes back, uh, so he is going to still go into that temple, and he's going to show the Jews everything that was pertaining to him. Oh, well, that's going to happen, uh, yeah. He's going to do that, as well as, no doubt, you know, he's going to make another temple because the temple that they erect right. is not going to, you know, that, that once that's desecrated by Antichrist, uh, there'll be a, right. uh, Jesus is going to set up, when he comes back at the end of the seven-year uh, tribulation, he sets up the millennial kingdom for a thousand years. That's right, yeah, yeah. millennial. Right. And then he will, no doubt, build a, uh, a his temple, okay? And so, and that temple will be uh, what continues on for a thousand years after that. And then, of course, the sacrifices and everything resume, but all that's complex, Bron, you know that. But he yeah, does, he, I know that. <laughs> but he does that because <laughs> these are teaching, not that any sacrifice will be offered that will actually remove sins, but the sacrifices that will be done in the millennial temple uh, will be things that teach the Jews what they uh, neglected to find out in the past, and that's that is that all these sacrifices stood for Jesus Christ. Right. Okay. Thank you, Pastor. And I'll see you at Bible study. All right. I will see Bron at Bible study. Hopefully, some of you can be at Bible study as well. All right. I'll see if I can get get you in here, Val. How you doing, Val? Hi. Yes. 
yes, I had spoke with you earlier. Good. Yeah, you can call back uh, if I you can get lost. in. Good. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, now, I just want to uh, ask you about a prophecy. Okay. Um, now, I had a vision mm-hmm. God gave me. Uh, it took me to the mountaintop and set me on the throne. Uh-huh. Now, uh, what do you... What do you think uh, that meant of me going up to the mountaintop, sitting on the throne? Well, the saints, I tell you, you, you uh, well, I tell you, it's a good dream if you're sitting with the saints. No, well, it wasn't a dream. It was a vision. A vision? Well, I tell you what, if you yes. get a vision, if God gives you a vision, I've never seen a vision that God gave a person that he did not give them the answer to. In the Bible, any vision, Peter got a vision. God told him what it meant. Uh, so mm-hmm. if there's a vision, and it's really from God, why would God yes. give you a vision and have you going around asking humble pastors like me what the meaning of it is? Well, I'm, I know, I know, I, I believe I know what it is. Well, no, you, uh, you only know what it is I, if I God tells you. the vision. No, if God tells you, then you know, okay? So you know, but you asked me what it meant, okay, right? Yes. So, yeah, uh, no, if, if God well, tells well, you. Let me, let me tell you, uh, I sat on the throne and the saints, uh, the saints of God, it was all women, uh, drove, uh, dressed in white clothing, a uh, white gown, mm-hmm. stood before me as I sat on the throne, placing gifts of gold at my feet. Well, I don't know. You said that. From all nationality. Well, you can say that. that Holy can be women. I, I, I got you, but why weren't any men there? I don't know why they was in there. I don't either. It wasn't in there. I don't. And so you need to ask God what that is. If you just, in other words, you think you think you know what it means. Well, that's okay. You can believe that. Yes, I believe. You can believe what? I believe it was, it's supposed to take place after I leave this earth. Well, Valerie, that's I tell what you what. What's going to happen when we leave this earth? Is all of us going to be together in heaven? I don't see any women's section or men's section. That is why you can have a vision. But remember, some of the things that people say are visions, Valerie, really are dreams. Only God can tell you. If God doesn't tell you what it means, you don't know. might make you feel good to guess it, but you really don't know. I would advise you, as I advise everyone else, to make sure that everything you believe is backed up by the Bible. That's it. That's all you got. Okay? Be very careful of dreams that are subject to human interpretation. All right, this is Pastor Moss. I'm headed to Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries right now. What to do? More of this stuff. That's right. Teach the Word of God. Bring your Bible if you can. I can make it there in 30 minutes. So can you. And if you come there a little late, you still might see me. All right, this is Pastor Moss. Please send donations. P.O. Box 05879. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com salemnow.com